Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway. Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug and Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash Animations, Webtoons, and shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Reberg, and with me is my co-host, John Ward. Great. We are at the third episode in our second season, uh, which is all focused on muffin films. But John, which clips are we looking at today specifically? Uh, today we're watching the uh, the muffin films uh, Psst and Mmm, released uh, <laughs> April 2001 and March 2002, respectively. Great. Well, as you know, uh, we like to get back into the headspace of when these clips were released. So, John, could you go ahead and read some uh, headlines for us? Headlines from the news. Yes. Uh, so, the LA Times, April 1st, May 1st, uh, and September 4th. All right. So, uh, the Butcher Milk's Mad Cow Ban, April 1st. Do you remember uh, Mad Cow being like a really dramatic? I remember it being just everywhere. I remember it being like, we will never have beef again. Yeah. And remembering that that was a thing that I cared about because I could eat beef at that time. Well, I couldn't eat beef any more than I can now, but I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, May 1st, city vows crackdown if users of skate park don't wear safety gear. <laughs> now that I also remember when skate parks were a big deal in the early 2000s oh, yeah. and like everybody yeah. was up in arms. I'm I'm actually like it's to the extent where I'm always surprised when I see a skate park. Like I get why they exist. Skating is obviously still cool for the teens. So like like <laughs> like I get it. And probably not teens as well. Like skating right, is right. probably just still cool. Period. It's just that it feels like uh my relationship to skateboarding definitely had a very specific time and place. So mm-hmm. so the idea that there are still skate uh, you know like uh I was about to say skating rinks, but skate park would be the way to put that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, kind of surprises me sometimes. I'm like, what's that weird basketball court with all of the, like the, <laughs> the construction all the shapes on it. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, September fourth, the <laughs> icebergs kin disagree. Is it the real slim or shady? Now, I I thought John that this was actually an article about lettuce. Which is mm-hmm. why I included it, because uh, I thought that was funny. Turns out, no, it's about the late urban writer Iceberg Slim. Nice. Do um, you know who, I, I don't know who that is, though. It's sort I of have absolutely article. no idea who that is, although that is an awesome name, Iceberg Slim. I think it's a gnome de writing. Gnome de plume. Mm, I prefer gnome de writing. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, why don't we try and go through a step-by-step here, Paul? Yeah, let's do. Now that we're back in the headspace of 2001, mm-hmm. uh, we can start by looking at. Paul. <laughs> we can start by looking at the film. Psst. Psst. Yep. All right. So, so I do like. First off, I, I would like to preface this like I really like both of these muffin films. These are my two favorite muffin films. So I'm I thought excited. they were quite good. Yeah. Uh, and it actually starts with the title card for Psst, which I'm not really sure is. It, it might not be any different than any other title card that has been in a muffin film so far, but mm-hmm. for some reason, just second one, like the, the moving pst words, like they sort of like shake a little bit, uh, you know, got me, got me right in the eyes. It was good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
the thing that we see next is a a voice actually saying "pst," which you know the title of the clip, which we don't see in every episode, but we seem to in in these know, two half half so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and so "pst" is basically a, a little girl chases a ball over to someone and 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 uh, to like a bunch of bushes, like like sort of a grotto of bushes. It feels like it's the edge of like a playground or something, right, Paul? Either playground or her family yard, something yeah, with a wall yard. or a fence in the background, though. Exactly, yeah. and uh, and then uh, <laughs> the same jaundice girl. Uh, <laughs> yes, the, the, Amy definitely has a style here. Uh, well, John, for the listener at home, the, the reason you're laughing is I've left in a note asking <laughs> if this is the same jaundice little turtle girl from the last episode. Uh, my question being, she looks more or less the same. She's the same sort of general shaped figure but she's mm-hmm. not jaundiced at this point and sort of just looks like a no- regular little girl and i'm wondering is it the same girl does this imply that each of the muffin films is actually a saga of this one girl's experiences having never looked side by side at like frames of the characters i can't really say but what do you think so I, i've actually given this some thought paul um mm. i think that a lot of these muffin films are about the same little girl however they are from different realities. Ooh. So so this is the like reality where this little girl interacts with muffins through this mode. Mm-hmm. You know, through this this story. Whereas there are other realities in which she interacts with them through like the muffin tree or something else. Uh I mean that's that's just my take on it. You know, that's like my headcanon for the muffin films. Well that makes sense and I was going to say I thought they all were the same little girl, but that mm-hmm. can't be true because we see her die on multiple occasions. <laughs> I mean, that could also, like, I, I guess we have seen her die multiple times. It yeah. is difficult to die more than once. It's um, true. It's true. Not impossible, just improbable. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about what happens next, John. A little muffin pops out of the bush beside where she stopped to pick up her ball and says, Hey, kid, do you like muffins? <laughs> yeah. Um, it definitely, so is this, is this muffin supposed to be like a child predator? <laughs> I don't think a child predator, but I think more of a, uh, drug pusher. Drug pusher. Okay. And so he's trying to push and like, what age would you say this little girl is like eight, 10? I was going to say between six and 12. Okay. Yeah. Uh, elementary school age, but not yeah. like a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically so he's a a muffin pusher uh i I think so and her reaction is pretty interesting to me she's pretty freaked out which is good you know good good on her (laughs) but i feel like not freaked out enough she's very wary of this talking muffin but does not immediately run away screaming yeah it's it's like she lives in a world where talking muffins aren't unheard of like Mm -hmm. at no point in time and maybe this is like uh, the child's imagination is still alive and energetic as always. And, you know, the idea of a talking muffin is not outside the realm of her, you know, conceivability. And therefore she's willing to accept, but still weirded out by a talking muffin. Yeah. My counter theory is that all of these take place in the same shared universe. And there are just a small number of talking muffin incidents that she might be aware of. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's occasionally on the news or something. Yeah, not too often. They're the, the skate parks of this universe. Yes, <laughs> they are the skate parks of this universe. Um, 
so yeah, so she she does seem freaked out, and the muffin is being very insistent. And I believe mm-hmm. he asks her, um, what is it? He asks her like, what kind of muffins do you like? Mm-hmm. And then she says blueberry, but like insecurely, like like uh, I guess blueberry, right? And then. This is something very suspicious that happens next, in my mm-hmm. opinion, very suspicious, where a blueberry muffin jumps out next. And I'm like, no, 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 this is too convenient. They have plants all throughout these bushes. This is clearly a trap for this little girl. Yeah. That they just, they had a blueberry muffin. They just knew. No, yeah. It's a trick. And, uh, and then, like, other muffins start popping out. Was it the bran muffin? Uh, the bran is a cinnamon. Cinnamon. It... I'm, There's a couple I'm not familiar with the cinnamon muffin, Paul. <laughs> I assume it's sort of like the sugar muffin you were talking about earlier. Gotcha. Just with some cinnamon component. Gotcha. Yeah, each of these muffins do jump out, and they all want to be eaten. They're trying to yeah. get this little girl to eat them, which is uh, suspicious. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, did you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Or, yep. Uh, what is it, a restaurant at the end of the universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read the whole series, I think. Yeah, uh, what is it? Isn't there, like, a cow that wants to be eaten? So it, it oh, like, comes yeah, to your yeah. table and then starts, like, suggesting parts of its body for you to eat? It's pretty much what's happening here, except the, the bran muffin seems a little desperate at the end. Oh, yeah. He's like, don't you like bran muffins? <laughs> yeah. I'm a muffin, too. Yeah. It, it does seem... Um... <laughs> And and I've spoken to liking a good bran muffin in the morning or something like that, mm-hmm. but it does seem like the the left the left out muffin oftentimes. A little bit, yeah. So John, uh, all these muffins they're pressuring this little girl into eating them, and what what happens? <laughs> well, she kind of just freaks out, uh, mm-hmm. runs away, which I think is the best reaction of a child or adult to any of these muffin situations so far. (laughs) I think this is a good one. This is probably the most, like, actual true reaction a person would have to talking muffins coming out of bushes. Yeah. Um, So I I would like to say that I got, like, a really strong uh, home movies vibe from this. Are you familiar with the home movies? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, So it's... um, it's oh shoot i'm gonna forget his name and that's fine uh whoever whoever is like the uh creative uh creator of bob's burgers uh Mm. you know created a bunch of shows previously and one of them was um called home movies and it used an animation style called squiggle vision which is like very just like squiggly lines moving Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's basically about like kids who sort of sound and act like adults to some extent. Like it's it's pretty close to Bob's Burgers. In fact, like I think there's a lot of home movies references within Bob's Burgers. Um, in fact, the the voice of Bob it, that's I think home movies was a pretty big ba- break for him. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah, but it's but, a similar uh, art style to this. Exactly, but it's also like the voices. Uh, I got a good vibe from that. Uh, similar sort of like falsetto. Um, voices of both the muffins and and the little girls sort of like mumbling uh, reactions, which are like very much what a child would do if confronted mm-hmm. by muffins in in a dark alley yeah. of bushes. But yeah, 
I like I, I like that connection. Mm-hmm. All right, John. Well, can we assign, uh, as we like to do with all of the clips, a definitive moral to the story here, a lesson we can take away? Um, I I think that my personal lesson that I took away from this is, mm. you know, don't talk to strangers. Uh, I know you have a different lesson that you think. Yeah, mine's a little more specific, which is uh, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. do drugs, kids. I mean, that's yeah. a good moral because uh, you shouldn't. But I mean, the question is, though, could a child extrapolate from this clip to know drugs. that it's a peer pressure situation or would they just think it's muffin funny? I don't know. Uh, I mean, you watch these movies when you're a kid, Paul. Did you uh, not do drugs because of the muffins? Well, I didn't really do drugs, so... Well, I the, but that's what I mean. It's like, was it because of the muffins that you made that life choice? Man, it's hard to say. I also just was never pressured by a bunch of things jumping out of bushes, so... <laughs> well, I never, I, never you know what? This Next time you're in scenario. a park, Paul, I'll, tr- I'll give it a try. I'll try and pressure you, <laughs> pressure you into Excellent. eating muffins from bushes, so... Well, that's incredibly strange. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, anything else from this first clip, or should we move on to... Mm? No, uh, although I did like this clip a lot, I, I highly recommend it to people. Uh, th- we can't really do the like sort of reaction of the girl and the strangeness of the muffins any justice by describing them. Like it's much more of a uh, an experiential sort of voiceover work sort of thing. I think it's the best voiceover work that I've seen in a muffin film so far. I think that's probably true. Yeah, it's worth the fifty nine seconds to watch it. <laughs> yes, it's very short. All right, All right. Moving on to mm then. John, mm. uh, what before we get into it, what do you think mm stands for? Uh so I I was I was thinking about this as well. Uh I think that mm is more like a like a mm like a like a disgruntled mm like like a like frustration or okay. or grumpiness or something. Sort of like a hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Like a, like a Marge Simpson, like, mm. Mm. yeah. Okay. I was thinking more of a, mm, like, oh, what a tasty muffin. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but like the content of the, the animation, I feel doesn't express that. Mm. Like that is I true. Feel, I feel like, mm is more of like a, uh, post muffin consuming sort of thing whereas this is very much this is almost the opposite of the previous uh <laughs> the previous movie that's true well we'll we'll get into that in a second Let, let's yeah. start with the opening frame then john we get just the letter m yes. in black text with a yellow border on a black background and we hear yep. a voice sort of humming mm, but in a mm. sort of neutral way where you can't really say which of us is right <laughs> It's true. It's very much the Yanni uh, and the other one <laughs> uh, of its time, Paul. Mm. I, I think that can't possibly be wrong. Everybody uh, John- on on uh, Bandcamp on GeoCities, everybody on GeoCities was arguing which mm, was it. Solid, solid joke. Yeah, um, in fire yeah. writing. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, John, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about the art style here because it's very monochromatic. It's probably how I'd describe it. 
Yeah, it's a it's a limited palette. It's big, bold, black outlines, and then like sort of primary color mm-hmm. uh, background, um, or rather a limited color background. And so, like, it, it was pretty stylish. Like, I think this is uh one of the more like visually striking uh, muffin films so far, simply because like they it sort of like kept to a specific style, mm-hmm. and yeah. What did you think about it, Paul? Well, I liked it a lot. I thought it was very dramatic. I mean, the the girl is all one color. The background is almost the exact same color as the foreground, but not quite, so you can differentiate a little bit. I don't yeah. know. I kind of like it. I think it's bold. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like a comic strip, like how they would be colored on Sundays and stuff like that. Like there's not yeah. that many colors on offer, but like the, what they do use, they use, you know, effectively. All right. So moving on to the interactions that we actually see here, there's a girl who approaches a muffin as if to eat it, uh, but the muffin doesn't want to be eaten. So, John, I thought it could be fun if we analyzed who has the stronger case here, because they argue back and forth. <laughs> she wants to eat the muffin, the muffin doesn't want to be eaten. Mm-hmm. You know. So why don't we reenact it a little bit? I can be her and you can be the muffin if you want. Okay, and, sounds good. And uh, we'll, we'll try to decide who has the better argument. <laughs> All right. All right. Her first point that she presents is that you, the muffin, are moist and tasty. Counterpoint, I don't mm. want to be eaten, is what the muffin okay. has. <laughs> yep, fair, fair. She raises, what else can I do with you as a muffin, if not to eat you? <laughs> and then the muffin counter- counters with, I do not wish to be eaten. Okay, fair, fair. But she raises that if she does not eat the muffin, it will grow stale and moldy. Uh, <laughs> The muffin says, I like mold. Which is fair. Some people like mold. Uh-huh. Uh, she responds that she's hungry, though. And then uh, the muffin says, have some toast. I feel like toast has never been a good like substitute for anything. It's yeah. like, suggested just as the thing you could go make in 10 seconds. I'd like to suggest that this is a ripoff. This isn't fucking toast films, Paul. Like, this is muffin <laughs> films. <laughs> like, you know, don't, fair. Don't, this is like Chekhov's toast here. And now I want to see Toast later on in the films. Well, we'll have to keep looking and see if it comes up again. Yeah. Uh, her response, though, to have some Toast is no. And she <laughs> proceeds to eat the muffin. So she wins insofar as that she eats the muffin. But who do you think has a stronger argument here? Um, I mean, I, I would say that the muffin's not really bringing his A game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because he seems to have the same argument twice. And That's true. And I, ha- frankly, like, the only good point he really has is have some toast. And that's bull because we don't even see toast in the frame. We don't know that toast is anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. we know that toast implies that it's simply, like, toast that has been, like, bread that has been toasted, right? So mm-hmm. we don't even know if there's, like, a topping or anything or a flavoring. Like It might be dry toast. It might yeah. just be dry toast. In which case, why not just eat the bread? Like, like... <laughs> Ooh, some hot, hot toast takes. Yeah. Well, you know, John, I think I think I agree. His argument, I'm assuming this muffin's male, mm-hmm. is not not that strong. I think she wins both on the strength of her argument and the fact that she then eats the muffin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think her creativity really let her win this one. I think it's true. Uh, John, is there a definitive moral that we can assign to this <laughs> classic tale of girl meets muffin? Um, 
I mean, I, I think the only moral I can think of would be the moral that you have written here, Paul, which is uh, don't argue with your food. <laughs> which I, I think is fair, but not the one I actually want to present. Oh, really? I think there's something we can take away here from a well-structured argument can help you achieve your goals. So learning how to argue oh. effectively from a young age will really uh, take you places. Yeah, yeah. Or or not take you places in the case of ideally if the mutton, muffin would have won, he would have been left alone. It's true. Yeah. Take you where you want to go. <laughs> John, your your small word misstep there where you almost said mutton films <laughs> made, made me think, wow, what what a different world this could have been. Well, mutton films. Wouldn't that just be like Shaun the Sheep or something? Like uh which is a uh, uh Ardman Productions children's TV show about the sheep from a close shave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I guess yeah. you're right. It sort of already exists, so I don't need to. Yeah. Dramatically well, I mean, it. it it's my understanding that uh, what is it uh that that Amy has already made quite a few films about a rabbit. And I feel like rabbits are only like they're like the the rat version of sheep, you know, whereas sheep are the horse version of sheep. Huh. <laughs> I can't <laughs> argue with that. They're fluffy, and they kind of. Almost our horses. <laughs> All right, John. Well, is there anything else we should take away from either of these two clips? I I, I just like how they are sort of like mirror images of one another. <laughs> uh, the mm-hmm. first one being muffins pressuring a little girl to eat them, and then the other one being a little girl pressuring a muffin to eat to eat the muffin. You know, it is a nice dichotomy. Um, they are not back to back in the Muffin Films catalog. They are there not. Are a few, I know there are that. a few in between, which I didn't want to talk about. Yeah, fuck those ones. Fuck them anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think it is a good dichotomy, and I wish I had done that intentionally. <laughs> no, well, it worked out really well. Uh, I also, I also like that neither of them have twist endings because it, there's so many twist endings uh, in these films so far mm-hmm. that I was expecting like. Uh, like a giant muffin to come and eat the other muffins that are like pressuring this girl or something, or like yeah. the muffin to like. Uh, I just expected muffins to eat the girls in both of these because mm-hmm. we've seen so much of too. them. Uh, that that I really liked the fact that it was going in the direction that was like sort of narratively, you know that that it was that it was showing that it was guiding us through. Like it felt like an actual like story we went on rather than like a gag if that makes sense even though they're very yeah it was it was refreshingly direct yes all right well thanks everyone for joining us for this episode of plug and missing if you liked what you heard please tell a friend and leave a review on itunes if there's something you want us to talk about either a clip from muffin films or an idea for a future season definitely let us know you can find us on the various social media platforms at plug and missing or email us at pluginmissingpod at gmail.com. You can check out pluginmissing.com for more information about the show. If you don't want to wait two weeks to hear from us again, you can check out our other podcast, The Minute Podcast, where we review listener-submitted minutes of content from TV shows or, you know, uh, different sources. It's released in an alternating week-for-week schedule with this one. This episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward, edited by Paul Reberg, with theme music by me as well, Paul Reberg. Come back next week where we ask... Uh, would you like to update Flash? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.
We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well, please give us five stars on iTunes.